due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. The next one's a little harder. I want to see if you can guess who it is I'm doing an impression of. All right, let me get in the character. You got to guess who it is, though. <clears throat> okay, here it goes. Uh, duh. Hey, duh. If you do anything wrong in your life, duh, and I find out about it, I'm going to try to take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. It could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now. If I find out, you're fucking duh, finished. Who, who's that? That's you. That's what the audience sounds like to me. That's why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time, because y'all niggas is the worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain in my fucking life. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show, and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit TwoStrangersOnePodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And we're recording this on Labor Day, which means people who have salaries have off. People who are stuck working fucking retail and food services still have to go to work. But fuck them. Labor Day is not for them. Right, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess my boss is salaried too, so unfortunately he has to re- has to uh, work today. So there you go. Usually I'm talking shit. I'm off today. <laughs> like I would say, anybody who's not anybody who's working, anyone who's not working today is a non-essential employee. But I'm not working today. But that's just because, like, like I think because I'm only not working today because I have a halfway decent boss. But also all the any my job includes interacting with other companies so i guess it's sort of like i couldn't work today if i wanted to because i can't get shit done because how can i call other companies if i if they're all closed today yeah that's true but usually um, my, my hateful ass working in retail would be like no motherfucker anybody has a today off is a useless piece of shit <laughs> that's that's usually what you say too so but um i mean i i the only reason i have off is because i had to work sunday so yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it, but I had learned something really. I mean, we let's not get deep deep into it, but um, I guess they're churches. I I I've heard of this, but I didn't want to. So so my company has, and and I'm sure like other companies too have this as well, but they have what's called like a church department, and basically what it is is. It's not that the company supports a church or whatever. What they do is they actively seek out these churches that, you know, stream their stuff into other places because, you know, if they can't fit everybody in their building, they try to branch out. And my theater happens to be one of those theaters where a church happens to use it for... So they they simulcast a mass. Yeah, I believe that's how they do it. Best way to... And, like, I knew it happened. And I've I've heard of stuff like that, but I didn't know what happened here. I mean, you know... Now, oh, yeah. when the people show up, do they pay to get into the like? Um, or are you just like, hey, I hear I'm going to mass, you know, and you could just walk right into the theater? Yeah, so it's five hundred dollars. No, um, <laughs> no, it, it's they, as far as I know, they don't pay. Um, oh, okay. Obviously, they probably have some way for them to donate, so I'm sure that happens. 
But well, no, but I'm saying is like if someone comes to the theater, I'm like I'm gonna go see the 12:15 service, and you go, okay, sir, theater eight or whatever. <laughs> like, is, they just walk right in. Um, as far as I know, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they they dude they, they pay so much. I'm not gonna give out numbers, obviously, because well, uh, I mean, you know I don't want to get in trouble. But obviously, like I mean they. It, they pay a lot of money to rent out the theater every single week. So, I mean, hey, whatever they want to do, go ahead. Parishioners' so. checks don't bounce. <laughs> church church checks don't bounce. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, look, I mean, like, it's a world that I'm not into, but I, like, I get it. Like, I, look, years and years and years ago, I think right before, like, I want to say 98 into 99, I was dating this chick who a real religious nut. And now what happened was that she had, uh, she had moved, she originally, she was originally from Maryland and she was, she had moved to New York City because she had bisexual tendencies. So she felt like if she moved to New York City, uh, you know, uh, she'll find, you know, you know, she'll find a more accepting community. Uh, with her bisexual tendencies or whatever the case may be, uh, we were dating and while we were dating, uh, I guess, you know, she had gone a long time without going to church because she used to go to these church. You know, when she was in Maryland, she used to go to ch- churches and shit like that. And then she dragged me to one of those Times Square mega churches. That's which, weird. Which was like at, you know, at one point it was, you know, it was like a theater years ago, like a legit theater. And then they converted it into a, a, like a church for, you know, a mega church, big screens all over the place. And, and I mean, not like a church, like now I think mega churches look like stadiums. This was like an old theater, but I mean, big screens and you know, the music was going and, and the people were singing and it was a big, it was like a, it was almost like going to see like a Broadway show. And then the funny thing is that you're going to Times Square in New York City. So like you kind of have that energy. And then, uh, so they go to pass the, the collection plate around and. And I don't know if I, if I ever told this story in a podcast. I think I did at one point, but so she, they go to pass the collection plate around and she puts in a check for like $250. Jesus Christ. Now, mind you, this is a girl. She was a security guard in Manhattan. She was barely fucking making minimum wage, barely over making minimum wage. And, and, just, and I'm like, what the fuck? As a, what the fuck is this? You, you could barely pay your rent and you're going to fucking give him a check for $250. Oh, well. You know, and, you know, I have to tithe. And, you know, there's those super ultra Christians. They do that thing called tithing where they guilt people into giving 10% of their income. Like, there's churches, you know, and and I've heard about this. There's churches who, like, will run a fucking credit check on. You know, there's churches like Yeah, I would never be part of that church. And that's the whole thing. And they guilt these people. And so her mentality was, since she hadn't been to church in so long, and, you know, the guilt of, of, you know, and, like, now she's finally going to a church in New York City that she felt, like, in her mind, she was justified, like, 20, 20, like, it was, like, she wasn't even pay, giving it enough. Like, oh, I'm supposed to give 10% of my paycheck. $250 is nothing, especially missing, you know, taking consideration all the time that I miss. I say, are you fucking out of your mind? But, you know, you, you can't knock the hustle, man. Like, I, I mean, yeah. it pisses me off. It really does. But then again, you know, like from a, you know, <laughs> another perspective, I'm like, you know, if you could convince people to give them 10% of your fucking paycheck, you know, uh, you know, and I guess, and then, the, you know, the per, then the person on the other side was like, well, you know, what's, what's 10% of your paycheck if, if I'm feeling good about myself during the week and, you know, look how much time and money and energy you guys spent talking about fucking Marvel movies and Disney movies and all this other shit. And you oh, feel good about that. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, those churches, they're fucking, you know, they, they get into your head and like, you know, uh, 
you know, you got to give God 10% of what you, because you can't give God what's left. You can't, if you give God what's left over from your paycheck, that's all you're going to get from God is what's left over. <laughs> I've heard, you, you've seen those, um, yeah, God gives you 100%. You're, you're just asking for 10. You know, you've seen the, um, the yellow, uh, donation like boxes around town. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you can like donate your clothes and everything. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's part of a church and they take, they take your clothes, sell them somehow and get money for it. I, I believe is what it is. You'd have to, you'd have to look it up, I think, but I believe that's what they do. And like some of these people have like fucking mansions and shit but yeah well like it's good i mean goodwill in general just the goodwill is a corporation it's not oh, yeah. you know they give yes they give to charity but it's like i think if you compare what they get because think about it they're getting all this stuff for free people throw their yeah. stuff or they go to the and there's goodwill there's places here in rochester that are donation centers they're not goodwill you can't go there and buy some you can't go there to buy stuff they have storefronts in rochester that are that are dedicated to just taking in the shit <laughs> our job is to getting our job is totally here for getting the free shit that you're going to give to us well and and you know that that's the thing like um Goodwill, for example, the Goodwill store that we have here in Rochester, uh-huh. uh, I think it's throughout New York State. That actually might be like a, I don't know if it's a whole chain across the nation, but the thing is, is like the way I see it is if you donate it to like Salvation Army here or you donate it to the Goodwill store here, mm-hmm. it's going to people here. You know what I mean? Like, you know that they're going to, if it's good enough, they're going to put it out on the rack. Yeah, but and... it's like, but it's okay. Let's, um, let, let, let me put it like this. If I said, okay, I'm a charity. Let's just, I wake up tomorrow and I say, okay, I'm a charity. I'm the, oh no, I'm a church. Yeah. <laughs> the church of the eternally fapping. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to run a movie. Why theater. would I not be surprised? If you, come up with that? <laughs> you know, um, you know, I'm a church and I take in a thousand dollars in donation or, you know, I, I receive enough stuff that I sell, you know, you give me free clothes oh. and, and I get, <laughs> And I donate a hundred dollars to charity, or I use a hundred dollars of that thousand dollars and make it, you know, give it to charitable means. And but the whole thing is that yes, okay, technically I'm I'm do I'm doing like charitable work, but look at the percentages of what my income is, what my quote unquote income is. Like if you know if I get a thousand dollars worth of donations and I give a hundred dollars where I generally help out people that are hungry and poor, and I put food in people's, you know, I put food in people's bellies, I put clean clothes on 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 under on you know unfortunate kids backs and stuff like that but you look at the proportion like where's that other nine hundred dollars going to oh yeah oh well you know i need an office to work out of and i need a roof over my how can i how can i help the people with to put shoes on on poor kids that just starting school next in a couple of days how can i give them brand new sneakers if i don't have an administrative building and i gotta have you know i gotta have well we have to have executive lunch and we have to so that's my thing is that like goodwill especially goodwill and you know for the most part you know their income is way higher than what they're putting out towards charity and not that and once again i mean look thank god anybody's giving to charity thank god anybody's doing you know but it's it's this weird sort of like it's a it's a double sword double bladed sword where yeah they're yeah. they're doing good but when you compare it to what they're and I might like i said we give them people give them shit and they sell it and what and and that's just specifically goodwill and i know there's other charities and once again so uh, yet another ex-girlfriend of mine her job was just organizing galas for charities yeah. and 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 where they would spend 40 grand but then again and i was like why the fuck? I was like you could take that 40 grand and give it to people and she's like well if we spend 40 grand getting the organizing the gala 
but we get a hundred grand in, in donations, then that's how it balances out. And there's sixty grand you could give. But then again, that sixty grand doesn't go to people, you know, soup kitchens that like a, you know, there's administrative fees and, and you know, and, you know, you know, they already well, paid forty see, grand for the event. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'll let you I know. In a second. I, I'm just, I know you're, yeah. That shit just gets me charged up. But go on, Paul. I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> uh, so like what I try to do is I try to donate. Like for example, um, one thing that we do when we have lost and found stuff at the theater, mm-hmm. um. For for example, I'll take that to Goodwill because it's right across the street from my gym anyways. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is it's like these things are stuff that we know that people here locally, if I take it to the Goodwill, I know it's going to be, you know, the people are going to take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people not take it. I'm sorry. People are going to be are going to use it because, you know, fortunate people, people that don't have as much money are going to go to the Goodwill store. I mean, I even go to the Goodwill store every once in a while just to check out and see if there's something cheaper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I go to... Uh, once upon a child here in Rochester and get stuff for Logan sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh, my daughter's got tons of shit from there. I mean, he's getting too big to the, Mm-hmm. He's getting to that age where I probably have to, I, I don't know if Plato's Closet is anywhere near that, but where I have to kind of, you know what I mean, like sit there and do it. But again, like if you're giving stuff to people, you're getting, what you're getting back is something from Rochester. So, you know, I, I tend to want to do that kind of stuff. I can't, if I were to go to a church, I'll be honest with you, if that church wasn't doing something locally, like for example, having like, um, not a soup kitchen, but like um, a pantry where like, if people are on bad times, they can come and get food and all that kind of stuff. If that was going on, if the money was going directly to the church to to fix the church, to repair the church, everything was going towards them. That's that's completely one thing. If I was a religious person, mm-hmm. but if it's if it's like something like oh well, it's just going into our pockets, then I'm I'm like fuck that. No, I don't want to do a mega church. Fuck that. Yeah. And I'm not saying the church that we use, and I'm not going to name that that church. The the church that I'm not saying we use. I should say the the church that uses my theater. Um, I don't I don't think they're like a mega church, so to speak. But I'm not sure. I, I what I can tell you is is that you know basically because the church has grown so big, they've had to do this kind of thing. So that's why, you know what I mean? Like you're seeing, you're seeing like people use churches back when I was at, um, uh, when I worked for the one, the movie theater in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, which is privately owned still. Um, they actually had a church that came in and used it every Sunday too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's free money in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like, well, you, yeah, no, that, yeah, it's, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't knock the hustle. <laughs> you know what I'm well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, if you're working the church, that's kind of free money in your pocket. You really don't want to get up that early. But at the same time, I mean, it's free money in your pocket. To, you know, I mean, for if let's say the first movie's at one from like, you know, 6 a.m. to like 12. Obviously, I have some things I have to do and I got to set up some things, but I'm not really doing that much. You know what I'm saying? Like in comparison to if I come in at, say, like 10, then I got to do a bunch of stuff. You know, and that theater is just sitting empty, empty anyway. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a good thing in the sense that, you know. I mean, it's paying. You're you're giving the theater money, and you know somehow they're getting all that money. And it, you know what? It might be honestly, Chris. And again, I don't know this for sure, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it is. But at the same time, it probably is. Um, what what is it called? Tides. Tides. Yeah. T i t h e s. Yeah. So uh, it, it might be that. It, it might be that's what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I mean, they, they do pretty well, man. I mean, they probably do about 50 to 100 people and they do two, two, uh, sermons every, every Sunday. So it's like, I think there's one at like nine or nine thirty, and then another one at 10 30. And, and I'm like, instead of getting the communion wafers, it's like nacho chips. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I mean, I mean, they 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 do offer like they they give people free coffee, donuts, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it, they're they're pretty much doing. I mean, they they're getting the money somehow. Dude. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't see them doing nothing. So, and I mean, let me not be a total cynical bastard. There are good people who work for good organizations, people who work oh, yeah. for charities, people who work for churches who are trying to do the good thing and are trying to do the right thing and they, and they do make a difference in the world. You know, it's just, you know, the cynical part of me is just like, you know, stand back and look at their books. You know, these motherfuckers aren't getting taxed. You know, what the fuck? You know, they're, they're just as bad as Amazon. No, <laughs> I mean, like I said, you I mean, know, I, I want to see both sides. This, they're good people who are doing good things. And yes, the church, if it if it makes, you know, if a hundred people show up to service and thirty people go out that week and do good things and, and and aren't total miserable evil scumbags to the fucking community, um, you know, I guess it's worth it. You know, if people trying to, you know, good charitable people who are just, you know, they're trying to do the the right thing. Like I said, I just the cynical part of me is just like, ah, there's there's a lot of evil here. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's talk that, about please. something important, like Spider Man. <laughs> oh my god now now we're gonna be on a we're gonna be on a tie right now and now okay so and i've i've mentioned this in the past our most downloaded show in the history of this podcast it was the one where it was called spidey come home and it was right after the sony leak and 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 marvel decided you know marvel was going to take back sony I, marvel was going to take back bring spider-man into the mcu and once again that was our highest rated show and the funny thing is i i I told myself I was going to go back and listen to that episode and see how I was talking about it back then. But unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And well, Spidey, uh, you know, when before Spidey come home, what is this? Like Spidey stay away? Like <laughs> Spidey don't come home. Spidey get the fuck out. <laughs> Spidey, <laughs> Spidey got kicked out like a fucking divorced husband. Um, so... Okay, now when the when the story when the story first broke, and I was always under the assumption. Okay, so let me preface this by saying that well, this all happened before D twenty three too. So it, it happened before D twenty three, and now also I think it kind of had to happen because Sony and Disney contract was coming up. You know, Sony right. uh, Sony has a contract with uh, Marvel or now owned by Disney. <laughs> Uh, where they have to put out a movie X amount of time, you know, they have to put out a movie by a date, and then once they put it out by that date, um, it, uh, it recycles. And so they are planning, or, you know, think, wheels were in motion for the next Spider-Man. And I guess apparently since, you know, since the whole Spidey Come Home episode and stuff like that, what was happening was Kevin Feige was being used as a advisor slash producer right. for the Spider-Man, and and once again, see, okay, let me let me. I just want to preface this by saying it. I was under the assumption. Now, now, I guess apparently I was wrong. I was under the assumption that Disney and Marvel were making these movies, and all Sony had to do was kick back, you know, put their feet up on the table and collect the paycheck. That's what I thought. I thought Disney said, "Look, you guys have the license." We're going to make these movies. Shut up. Let us do what the fuck we're going to do with it. Yes, we're going to weave it into the MCU. And since you have the license, we're going to give you your cut. But just shut up. Sit down. Shut up and collect your fucking paycheck. That's what I thought was going. This is what was going. Sony was making the movies flat out. Um, but they were getting Kevin Feige. And Kevin Feige is the fucking genius wizard mastermind behind the, the MCU. You know, he's been involved with Marvel movies since like you could go back and watch the first X-Men movie and see Kevin Feige's name in the credits and in the beginning credits of the movie. He's been right. involved with Marvel movies for decades, literally decades. And 
all and of course yeah the man wants to make money let's that's 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 not fucking that's not you know the guy you know everybody wants to make money but that being said he's also brought a a a, a compassion and a love for the fans and 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 being true to the source material or you know once again even with of course we can't be 100 percent pure to the source material but you know being uh honorable enough to the source material where you know it's it's you know you know we see the x-men movie and you know and back in you know, like the first X-Men was like, why the fuck are they, you know, when we thought X-Men, like, why are they wearing like motorcycle leather motorcycle jumpsuits? You know, they should be wearing, you know, yellow and brown spandex, which is the joke. You know, what are you going to do? Wear spandex? Um, but Kevin Feige, he, okay. So Kevin Feige was brought onto the Spider-Man movies as an advisor and a producer right. and everything like that. So, and this is, this is apparently, this is what the deal was. Sony gets all of the merchandising rights. <laughs> and so, you know, to quote, uh, yogurt from the spider the uh, space balls yeah. merchandising merchandising where the real money from the movies made uh, sp- uh disney's been getting all all spider-man's merchandise and five percent of five percent of the gross now of course five percent five percent of the spider-man movies is nothing to sneeze at when these movies are getting close to a billion dollars right you know so that's you know that being said you know but those movies don't get to a billion dollars without Kevin Feige's intervention. And those movies don't get to a billion dollars without Spider-Man being woven into the MCU universe. Because Sony has shown that they can't fucking, they can't keep the ball in the fucking court. You know, the last good Spider-Man movie from Sony. Okay, let's, let's, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay, Enter the Spider-Verse was a fantastic fucking movie. But I think you and I can both agree that the last good Spider-Man movie before the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies was Spider-Man 2. Yep. And that was 2004 or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, early 2000s. But, yeah. you know, since then they had put in Spider-Man 3, this Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. So they did three, they did two good movies <laughs> and three shitty movies. And, you know, Marvel and Disney get involved. Kevin Feige gets involved. And all of a sudden, Far From Home and, and, and Homecoming and Far From Home damn near hit a billion dollars. Yeah. And that shit doesn't happen without Disney intervention. Well, they they re-released it this week too, by the way. Yeah, with they said with extra four minutes, which I I think I have I have no proof, and I'm just saying is there's that scene that was in the commercial where Spider Spider Man's fighting like mafia guys, and then the NYPD shows up. Yeah, so I think I, that might be it. But I I, have a feeling I, I it's saw those the movie, but you know, um, what I was gonna say was is that uh, you know, so so obviously this this deal has. The deal broke down. I mean, it wasn't. Re- I mean, I guess it was the end of the contract, so it really wasn't. Really didn't break down. But now, and it's kind of funny because I'm like, and thankfully it's kind of calmed down a little bit right now because there's rumors now that they're actually renegotiating a new deal. Um, and I think that's kind of calmed a lot of people. But um, they're, 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 people were throwing like all these websites were throwing out this and that and this and that. And I'm like, guys, can you shut the fuck up, please? <laughs> like, like, can you can you just like let sony and disney talk to each other and work this out because here here's something here's something that a lot of people don't know and i think you know about this hulk has not ever had a standalone standalone movie Mm -hmm. unless it was made by universal universal owns the rights to hulk Mm -hmm. now here's here's the difference between spider-man and hulk hulk can be used anytime in any way shape or form in marvel disney well it's disney now but you know what i mean any marvel film that's put out Mm-hmm. You could put it in anything. You could put it in a Captain Marvel film. You could put it in an Avengers film. You could put him in with Iron Man. You could put him in with Joe right, Schmo character. <laughs> show Joe Schmo character from the Marvel universe that we don't even care about. Mm-hmm. You can. That's how the deal works with that. I believe Universal has the rights to him. And again, I don't know this for sure, but 
for 20 years. Once that comes up, obviously Marvel will take it completely back, and I'm sure we will get a Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. But you can't get in a Hulk movie unless Universal's involved. And obviously, I, I believe Universal probably gets a shitload of money every time that they, they make it, and Marvel probably gets pretty much nothing. It could be the same deal as the Spider-Man thing. Mm-hmm. So, but there, there again, there's a difference between the Hulk, which, okay, Hulk is kind of a popular character, but we're talking about Spider-Man over here. Yeah. Big Spider-Man. So, for me, I want the deal to be done. I want the deal to be, to be re-upped. Whatever you need to make, do it. So that way he can appear in Marvel TV shows and, and whatever. Just make the deal. How hard is this? Because everybody knows, and Sony knows this too, they're not stupid. They know that they did well because, I would say because of Marvel, I wouldn't just say because of Kevin Feige, I would say it's more Marvel's, you know, him being involved in Marvel films has helped. And by the way, having having him involved in the whole Iron Man aspect as well, like this last movie, um, and, I, and again, it's been out for a while, so guess what? Too bad if this is a spoiler <laughs> for you, but um, the, the scene where they're on the plane and... Uh, Peter's using the machine to make a whole new Spider-Man suit, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really awesome, by the way. I thought that was a really good touch to the film. Um, I thought that that was like that right there is kind of like, OK, so now we're understanding how Peter's getting these suits, because in the comic books, it was always, yeah, Peter's sewing up the suit again because, you know, Peter, Peter has to do this <laughs> himself. And it was just like, to me, I'm like, you know, I actually like this direction better. Mm-hmm. I actually like that he's using Stony Tark. St- Stony- <laughs> I can't even speak. Sony Tark. <laughs> Sony Tark. Um, he's using his technology, um, Stark technology to, you know, make his, 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 um, suits. So, for me, it just makes more sense that, you know, now why would you pull that away? Because now you have to kind of explain, oh, well, Spider-Man doesn't talk to these people anymore. How does that make sense? Yeah. You can't. So I, I, I really hope that because there, there's one of two things that's going to happen here, Chris. Number one, either they're going to have to cast a whole new Spider-Man and go in a whole new direction again. or Uncle, Uncle Ben has to die again. Go on. Again. <laughs> or you just sign the deal. And get it taken care of, which, again, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this on a couple of different websites. I haven't seen any main websites say this, so I, I, I take it with a grain of salt. But a lot of websites have been saying that Kevin Feige is actually trying to get get Disney to come back on board and let's get this whole Sony deal going. Because Spider-Man is an important yeah, you he's know. he's passionate. I mean, you know, once again, you know, look, you know, let's not mince words. He 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 wants to make money. Who doesn't want to make money? But that being said, he's this this Spider-Man. It's not a cash grab. He wants to make the best possible Spider-Man movie. They made yeah. two both movies, damn near two billion dollars. If you combine the it's, two, think of it in the way that. Warner Brothers and DC is doing the exact same thing with Wonder Woman in the sense that you have somebody that came up with a really good idea for how to treat Wonder Woman Mm. in the DC universe. They're allowing her to do the next movie because guess what? This woman is a genius. It's a woman that's directing it, right? Yeah, Yeah. I believe so. Uh, She's a genius at doing this for Wonder Woman. Why would you take that away? mm. It's the same thing with with Spider-Man. You've done really well doing this so far. Why wouldn't you re-up the deal and sign something? Because here's the thing. People want to see a Deadpool Spider-Man hookup, okay? that You want to see that kind of movie happen. You want to see that. You want to see eventually when they do another Iron Man, because you know they're not going to sit there and sit on that for very too much longer. Um, You know, they want to see 
Iron Man, Spider Man, and Hulk because that they they made a bunch of comics about it. They want to see Spider Man interact with the Fantastic Four. They want to see Spider Man interact with the X Men. Like, do do you see what I'm saying? Like, there are so many possibilities. And you have so much source material from the comics. Obviously, you know, they, they will use their own form of that because we've seen that already. But you have all this source material. You have all these possibilities. Why wouldn't you sign the deal? And I don't know if it's Sony and I don't even know if it's Disney. It could be both. But here's the thing. Just make the deal happen. If it works, make the deal happen. Spider-Man made, uh, and, and I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this, it made Civil War so much better. Mm-hmm. Just having that dynamic there, and even though it was maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes of the film, it made that dynamic so much better. It gave Tony Stark more of a, uh, what am I trying to think of? Humanized like the father. Him? Yeah, it humanized him, but he was like, it was more of like this father-son kind of thing going on and I, and I really liked that because up to that point you know iron man was kind of like this yeah i'm the i'm the shit you know kind of thing and now he's like you see the different side of tony mm-hmm. and i loved that i loved that man like that was that was so great to see that so and, and now, no, no, go on i was uh, because, no because no, no, like keep in mind okay what one thing they did do with this spider-man with the tom holland spider-man is they didn't give us the fucking uncle ben dying again exactly story. but what they did was now Tony Stark is dead. So now he's feeling guilty about the death of Tony Stark and, exactly. and filling those shoes. So we kind of got we kind of got the story without kind of rehashing the whole, you know, you know <laughs> Uncle Ben thing again. You know, now by he the has way, to live in the shadow of iron. By the way, I, I need to say this. Um this is this kind of relates to this. I, I think you were the one that said this, like have uh, Disney buy Sony. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Sony owns Funimation. Do not do that. Now, don't get me wrong. But why would you be probably, against Disney buying Sony? Um, they probably would destroy the voice cast of Dragon Ball Super, even though that's a whole different topic that we could get into. Well, I mean, okay. There, and, there, and, there were. Let, let me just put it this way: there were there were recordings that came out of them doing some, uh, you know, outtakes that were less than flattering, but. There again, like how many times is there probably outtakes of something? Oh, by the way, it's from a decade to two decades ago, ten to twenty years ago. Oh, so you think they're gonna they're gonna do like what they did to uh, James Gunn? Like you know that shit comes about? No, and... I don't. I don't think. I, I honestly think that it's gonna go away very quickly. What's going on is the whole Vic situation kind of bled into. Basically, I think his lawyer or somebody um, released these tapes that Funimation never put out of these really lewd things, and especially around this time, they won't be taken the right way. Oh, okay. Some of them weren't really that bad, but some of them were bad. It's like, and I know what you're saying, like, like, you know, like, not, not was everybody was an angel. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but it, it's, it's like, it was from 10 to 20 years ago when they were recording Dragon Ball Z, I believe, originally. So it's kind of like, potato, potato, we're talking about a guy that actually literally almost raped women. And you're talking about people that were having fun during a, a booth session, and they maybe took it a little too far. I'd be understanding if it was, if it was like, you know what I mean? Like if it was during Dragon Ball Super, they were recording Dragon Ball Super, and that was part of that, but it's not. So it's the difference between talking about grabbing somebody by the pussy, or actually grabbing somebody by the pussy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, it's not even that far. Vic was you know, grabbing them by the pussy. Yeah, but, you know, but, you know, I mean, so it, it's one of those things where, like, people like me being part of the anime community is kind of like, let's not let's not encourage Disney to try to buy Sony's stuff here in America well, because I, we don't need that. Well, I mean, so, one, okay, look, let's just say, let's just say, let's, in, 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 in a blue actually, sky. Actually, they, they would own two. They would own two anime companies in America. They would own Funimation and they would own Aniplex. 
Yeah, and if they bought Sony, that's Sony Animation. I mean, this is you know fucking you know. Uh, um, I don't think though. I don't think that's gonna ever happen. But, but you know what I mean, like. Okay, now that being said, all right, look, like they crucified James Gunn. He, you know, they 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 put him in fucking director jail for for a little while. And then they hired him back. So maybe, like, if they buy Dragon Balls, you know, if they buy Funimation or whatever, you know, they put everybody in, you know, anime jail for a little while, and they'll hire them back. You know, because, now, and once again, we're kind of veering off topic from Spider-Man, and we'll get back to, back to that in a moment. But, like, the same way Disney bought Fox, like, you know, you know, fucking, you know, and they're already talking about reviving, like, you know, and D23. They're bringing, you know, they're going to bring well, back I aliens. Mean, the whole they're going to bring back, uh, I think, I want a Predator. I or? mean, the whole point of them buying Fox was because, not just because of all the Marvel properties, but they also now own Alien, Predator. Um, they own Avatar now. Um, there was some, something else that they own, too. I, I can't think of at this point. Yeah, but my point, my point is, is that even though it's all under the same umbrella, Fox isn't going to... And, and I'm speculating. Fox isn't going to go away. What Disney will do is Disney will keep Fox and when, if they want to release an R-rated movie, they'll just put it under Fox. You know, because, I mean, you know, once again, it's all under the same umbrella. But, like, yeah. it, it seems less damaging when it says, you know, Fox presents, you know, the the next Predator movie, rated R. Well, they, they were saying that the next Deadpool movie probably won't be rated R. It'll probably be PG-13, but part of it will be, that'll probably be part of the joke. Yeah. Like, he can't really talk. Like, obviously, a PG-13, you can say fuck once. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? Like, so he'll probably make, like, the joke, and then, like, he'll try to continue to do it, and it'll just bleep him out every single time, which would be hilarious, I think. Yeah. If they were to do it that way. But think about this. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Spider-Man. And obviously, again, I, I really hope that there there is a deal being worked on right now. And, I, and th- I, apparently Tom Holland kind of hinted at this at, in an interview, I guess. He had said... Um, how the uh how they're they're working on something but he can't really talk too much about it mm-hmm. um something along those lines but yeah i mean it's it's interesting it's, it's very it's going to be very interesting to see what happens honestly yeah. i mean but a show like dragon let's say once again in, in this imaginable future where disney <laughs> buys sony well they're, okay, they're not going to get. They're not going to shoot Dragon so, Ball Z. You're not going to shoot a fucking. You know, Dragon Ball Z is like the flagship fucking anime. So, <laughs> so let, let me let me here here's here's something that is. So they kind of already own a part of Dragon Ball Z slash Super, in the sense that they have the movie rights. I don't know how long the movie rights are, and it's going to be interesting when a new film comes out to see if Disney puts their stamp on it. Because okay, so overseas and I, and I'm, and again. It gets a little fuzzy because it's kind of the same thing with like with with Megas XLR. They can play Megas XLR on TV all they want over there because it's not written off overseas. But here they can't because they wrote it off. It's kind of the same idea in the sense that I don't know if 20th Century Fox over there is owned by Disney. I'm assuming probably not. It's probably owned just here in the United States, mm-hmm. if I could, if if I'm thinking correctly. And what happens is basically um, they can when it comes over here. I believe Disney owns the rights to distribute it. Now, here's the good thing about that. Now, the rights say that pretty much Funimation is going to be the one here in the North America, which I believe covers Canada as well. Um, basically, what happens is is they, when they go to distribute it, distribute it, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping the next time they do a movie, it'll be wide. It'll be everywhere. Because, dude, the last movie made $60 million. If, if you were to distribute it everywhere, it would probably make over $100 million. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and I think that would be a good thing for the, and bring over the IMAX version too, because Disney loves that kind of shit. Um, and you're also, when you take that and and you can, so Funimation would have the rights to record it, do all that stuff, but then have the movie come out and now it's everywhere. So Disney has their hands a little bit into that kind of, um, I don't know if they have, if they do, if they have anything else with any other anime, but that. I mean, they kind of do have their their fingers into that, but is it is it going to be something that I would like to see them do? No. And, and as far as the whole Vic situation, I'm done talking about that. Honestly, I, I don't want to go too far into that. I've kind of for me, there's a difference between bloopers in a recording studio and somebody actually physically touching somebody to the point of where they almost got raped and it had somebody knocked knocked on a door they may have they may have gotten hurt like that right there is that is two different things you know what i mean like it'd be one thing if those people that were saying that stuff in the booth were doing stuff they're not and that's that's the difference you know what i mean so i'm 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 over all that bullshit i was they made funimation um they made animation trend. Uh, what time was it? Or what day was it? I think it was like Saturday morning, maybe in the morning. Like it was trending because of all this bullshit. And I'm just like, and it's already like, it's already calming down now because it's just like, people don't want to hear it anymore. It's done. It's over with. Yeah. So. But, but like I said, if Sony's not going to, Sony's not going to cut off their nose to spite their face. You know what I'm saying? You know, no. And, and, I, and if, I think... if they, if they bought fun of Sony and including Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, um, but okay, so uh, back to kind of <laughs> we veered off on a way tangent with the the Spider Man stuff. Hey, you took it farther than I was. Gonna take <laughs> <Yeah>. it, so. <laughs> now, because the whole thing is okay. Look, Sony Sony doesn't know what to do with Spider Man. It's that's apparent. They lucked well, out. They lucked out with it's it Enter the Spider Verse. Enter Spider Verse is a brilliant fucking movie. But once again, because they hired the right people, they hired right. Uh, Lord and Miller, the same guys behind the the Lego movie and Twenty One Jump Street, and you know the the, the first version of a uh, solo a Star Wars story. You know they they hired good people a, a, well, to to make a, a a good fucking movie, which they did. And I think Sony is starting to fucking feel themselves like, oh wait, well, yeah, we got this. We oh we made a good Spider Man movie, dude. Well, you, okay, since Enter the Spider Verse, you hadn't made a good movie. Let you me. Know, and, and I'm sorry, I'll give it two seconds. Is that these motherfuckers? They didn't know what the fuck they were going to do with the franchise. Spider-Man, right. the spectacular, Amazing Spider-Man was garbage. They wanted to expand, they wanted to make a movie about the Sinister Six, uh, you know, about like, you know, about, you know, Vulture and Rhino and, and Doc Ock and all this shit. There were, there was speculation they were going to make an Aunt May movie about how Aunt May was a spy, you know, 30, well, 50 years ago. Uh, you know, I say Sony has their head up their ass. And, and, and the only reason those recent movies did good is because Kevin Feige was involved and they need to shut the fuck. Okay. And I was, I, let me just cut you off because I want to say what the fuck I got to say. Okay. So <laughs> the new deal. And once again, I Chris could is really fired up about I'm this. I'm fired up because it's sort of like you finally have fucking something good. You finally have. And now, okay. Now the new deal or, or the new deal that was proposed by, by Disney. And once again, I could be wrong, but let me just, if this, the way it was explained to me and the way I've seen it on several websites is that Disney said, look, let us come in. Let's make it 50 50. Okay. Before we were only getting 5%, we wanted to make it. Now that when we say 50 50, Disney's going to pay 50% to make the movie. And, yeah. not, and, not, and not that Sony is crying for money. Sony doesn't need it. But 
Disney said, look, we want 50% of the profits because the only reason your movie's doing good is because it's involved with our fucking universe. And, and the first two movies that you made involved our fucking producer who gave you the right fucking notes because you guys had your head up your ass for the past two fucking decades making shitty Spider-Man that we want to, we want to tip it in the right direction. Gave you a good, we gave you a good producer. Uh, we tied it in with our fucking trillion dollar fucking franchise. And, 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 and uh, so, uh, with that being said, you know, you're the only reason you guys are doing so well is because our involvement. So you know what? We want a bigger fucking cut. We want our, we want our fucking cut. God damn it. And so we will, we'll go in with you 50, 50 and we'll split the fucking profits 50, 50 because you don't get to where you at with our, without our fucking involvement. And right. Sony fucking said, no, you want, we will go. And, and it, they're trying to make it sound like Disney's being greedy. Oh, you want right. to give us, we went from five. Now, of course, yes. I'm, if you're saying just, we went from just wanting 5%. To want the fifty percent, yes. That if you just said that alone, okay. Now the person be greedy, but once again, you you wouldn't have a thing of value if we didn't help you get to that thing of value. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, this is right, like right, like right. when a, like when an athlete renegotiates his contract with the with the fucking you know. Like, and now I want a billion. Oh, like you know, I don't, I'm I brought up athletes. Like I give a shit about athletes, but you know, like you know, like you know, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, when the whole cast and crew got together and said, you know, towards the end of Seinfeld. We want a million dollars an episode. And at that particular time, people were like, are, they, are you fucking kidding me? You want a million dollars an episode? Are you crazy? You know, when, 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 uh, when, what's it say? When Jim Carrey was the highest paid fucking person in, in Hollywood making $20 million movie. Cause it's like, you can't get with everything that you've been working with, you can't get without me. You know what I'm saying? You, the, if, if, if Sony, Sony doesn't get to those numbers without Disney involvement. So fuck you. We want we want more money. Now we're gonna once again we're gonna go in fifty fifty, but we want to split the profits fifty fifty. Well, that's if they're that's if they're giving. If they are gonna put fifty fifty, if they're gonna put fifty percent of the the production budget in, yes, yeah. I, I I totally just I definitely agree with that. Because, so yeah, they got a gift. They got it for them to have Kevin Feige for just five percent. That that was a gift. <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm saying? Like, so they don't realize how fucking good they have it, and they're like, oh, you want we're gonna give you more, but we want to expect more back. Oh, we don't want to deal with that. And it's like, Sony, you're going to fuck it up. You've proven that you fucked it up. Oh, yes, okay. You, you caught lightning in a bottle with Enter the Spider-Verse. But you guys are getting fucking greedy. Let well, Disney they did, fucking Venom take did them. really well, too, by the way. Yeah, okay, and Venom did well also. And, and, so... And, uh... Uh, but even well, that, it, in the eyes of the fans, like I'm, I'm, I'm just—I have to get this out. I'm sorry. Even in the eyes of the fans, like everyone, that's what she said. Everybody who saw Venom was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know one person who left Venom and like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it just. You know, I was like, okay, I guess if we're gonna get a Venom movie, I guess it's all right. And and don't be wrong, they're making steps in the right direction by having by bringing in Andy Serkis to direct part two. And yeah. and part two is probably gonna be awesome. But it's like this <sighs> includes Spider Man too. Yeah, and okay, and I'm done with my rant. It's just you know, are you sure? You know, Sony <laughs> Sony's playing the victim. Oh, Disney's being greedy. No, you wouldn't have gotten to where you were. You know, you wouldn't so... have gotten to be where you were without Disney's involvement. And and I acquiesce. <laughs> are you sure Did yeah you i'm, I'm sorry out? i keep cutting you up but i just it just it infuriates me because it's like you so know, i how won't good you have it i won't be as long as chris here but <laughs> here here's here's where i'm at so i think what happened was is when spider-verse did really well that's when they went, oh, we have an opportunity here. Because, you know, they've been kind of, yeah, they have all these other Spider-Man properties over here, and they're like, eh, we don't know really much. We're kind of scared to try to go into a direction with this. But Spider-Verse did so well that they're like, okay, we got to do more with this. We can't just let Disney be like, oh, well, we're going to give you the rights. Because here's the thing, if Spider-Man, if they say, well, we're going to give you 50% of the Spider-Man rights, are you talking about the live action? Or does that include animation, too? Because if it includes animation, then they're like... 
no, 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 no. You can't have that part. See what I'm saying? So that might have that might have played a part. And I think that's where the that's where the the holdup is. They're probably probably what they're doing is they're going to try to separate the rights in the way that. Okay, if you're helping out with the live action portion of it, with the Spider-Man movie, fine. As long as it just involves Spider-Man and not these other Spider-Man characters, yes, you can do. If you're gonna put 50 in, we'll give you 50% of the profit. That's fine. But as far as the animation goes, we don't want you to have any part of that. I don't, I don't if that's if that's, I don't think animation was brought up during these contract negotiations. But but see, that's the thing. Like, I think that might be part of it. And again, I don't know like if the animation part of it is owned by Marvel because I mean I've seen Marvel do animated spider-mans without sony involved so i'm kind of like is it is, is did sony make those or did marvel make those so it's it, it's because if you if you know like sony I, i'm sorry marvel can because disney owns them they can use them at their parks and that's what they're doing so spider-man is going to be involved in that so that's a different whole different right right there as well mm-hmm. so it's it, you know what i mean like it gets so convoluted that it's it's really weird because yeah. it's the same thing with all these other with like cartoons and digital rights like we were talking about on a previous podcast how Megas XLR and Symbionic Titan because they're on digital uh, on iTunes it may actually be available to be on the new uh, Warner Media which is HBO Max um, it might be on that platform we don't know that yet because it hasn't come out and they haven't really announced shows but it could be on there because of the digital rights so um we don't know. We d- we really don't know what what the whole kind. Con- I I think personally, being that I've dealt with a lot of animation stuff and I've heard a lot of stories about that involving anime, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's going on here. Chris is maybe Disney is like, well, we saw how Spider Verse goes. We want some of that money too, and it's like, no, 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 no. You're not involved in that. And I think that might be part of the the holdup. Yeah. Well, well I- animation I think is a different ballgame because like and- you know we've seen like you know. They have like cartoons out, like you know, superhero squad or whatever. I believe right. that's what it's called. And, and, and one of the other things I want to point out too, like you, you talk about how Kevin Feige was a big part of Spider-Man. You're you're forgetting the directors that we've had for Spider-Man. The the one director that we've had, he did a really good job directing this last Spider-Man. So I, I want you to understand that yeah, he probably has in while Kevin does give input. It's the director ultimately that comes up with the movie. Oh yeah, well the director. I mean, you know, I can't. I'm not gonna knock the. Of course, I'm not gonna knock the director, and and that's all, and that's and that's another. I, I don't have the full facts on it, but Sony is like Sony's trying to steal him yeah. away from Disney, like some. Yeah. Like, I mean, even though he technically he was working for for Sony before. Well, he hasn't signed on for the next the next film or two for spider-man so yeah i could get that but and then and then there's there's the other thing out here too um and i think sony has kind of grabbed onto it because it's been a it's been a popular idea they did so well with spider-verse this idea of having the three spider-mans that they've had in all three uh, all three of well we can't really say trilogy for the second part but (laughs) you know what i'm saying all three of those spider-mans in one movie which Again, I don't think Andrew needs to be in that movie, but whatever. If you want to do it, I guess. I think having just um uh God, Toby Maguire, is Toby Maguire, Toby Maguire, Tom Holland, to- and Andrew Toby Garfield. Maguire. Yeah, I mean having a live having action Spider Verse. Yeah, I think that's where they're going with, the, and I would think that would be that would be perfect for the next film because here's the thing: they've been saying that the third film was going to focus in on on Peter and his kind of like his personal life. I'm sitting there going. So you're saying Spider-Verse then, right? Because what better way to kind of focus on on Peter's character by not having other Peters from different multiverses coming in and saying, you know what I mean? Like, dude, this is what we've learned. This is what you should do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a great 
great thing to like empower his character and you know i i think that you know that would be maybe a different side of why sony might be doing this but there again keep in mind you got to keep this in mind too chris like going getting back to what i was originally saying we don't know what what kind of rights are involved because if there's like different sides of the spider-man thing which there seems to be because obviously if universal if universal studios the park there can use can has all the marvel characters which they're probably going to lose all them which is hilarious um (laughs) i mean if they can take it and have spider-man in a park and have that right what other rights of spider-man are out there that sony doesn't own and what rights does sony own we know that they own they obviously must own the rights to do an animated move to do animated movies and to do live action movies but what else do they have Mm -hmm. do you see what i'm saying so it's very convoluted well i'll give you a scary one is that that they also they if, and I did a little homework. They they have the rights to the Miles Morales Spider. That's the whole reason they did Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that they'll kill off Tom Holland and then fuck up a Miles <laughs> Miles Morales universe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, they could if they wanted to. You know what I'm saying? They, I mean, and they could I, use I'd that. See... To, they could use that to be the jump off. They could say they could bring in the Tom Holland Spider Man, <laughs> kill him. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> bring in here's... Miles Morales. Here's what I was thinking, and I think this would be a better idea. The Tom Holland thing is in this universe. We keep it the way it is. We don't talk. We don't. We don't bring him in to where the Miles Morales thing comes in. I think a better idea, based on how the original trilogy ended of Spider-Man, having bringing back in Tobey Maguire, having him as the older Spider-Man, because this is how it kind of came about, anyways. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have Miles Morales come in as this new Spider-Man. And he teaches him how to be Spider. Well, yeah, you know what well, I mean. Remember, Spider Verse. The whole Miles Morales story begins with a Spider-Man and, dying. And and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing too. Have Sam Raimi come back and 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 do that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. That would be a wonderful movie. I I I want him to have the touch again because honestly, he did such a great job with the original tr- trilogy. And the third one, the reason the third one didn't do so well wasn't because of him fucking he's, sony got involved yeah, got, sony got doesn't know what the fuck to do with their spider-man and, and, by the way <laughs> you could so worked up about this i mean think about this think about this if you look if you go back to the third movie watch the third movie again if you look at the sandman character the sandman character has so much involved behind it mm-hmm. that you sit there and you go wow that's an actual really good character venom does not venom was just i mean it, it looked like the end i just put him through him in which they did. So, do you see what I'm saying here, Chris? Like, you can see where Sam had his touch, but then you can see where Sony fucked it up. Yeah. So, that's where I sit there and I go, bring him back, have him direct a Miles Morales movie. You don't have to have him go beyond that, just have him do the first one. Where, and I think it would be better to kind of, and you know, maybe you could kill off Peter Parker in this. I, did, did Peter Parker die? I don't remember. No, Was remember, the, the way, the, in Spider-Verse, it's the Spider-Man gets killed. A Spider-Man gets killed. Right. And that one, it's like, you know, Peter A. Parker or whatever. And that particular yeah. movie, it's a blonde Spider-Man. But, it, you know, and if let's just say if they did a live action version and they wanted to go in the, in the they wanted to do basically a live version of, of Into the Spider-Verse, they can kill off Tom Holland, right? Because that's that's the current You're Spider-Man. You're obsessed with this. Jesus and then, and but then bring back Tobey Maguire and let Tobey Maguire be the pudgy old Spider-Man that's in fucking sweatpants and a fucking uh, army jacket. Well, he you would know. still be he would still be jacked because of the spider stuff. So, but that's the whole thing is that you know the Miles Morales gets uh, his 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 mentorship 
from a different Spider-Man from a different universe. But a oh. Spider-Man has to die. So if Fox wanted to be... I mean, Fox. If Sony wanted to be real assholes, they could have Tom Holland contractually make the fucking movie that he's contractually obligated to do, kill him off in the first five minutes, bring in Tobey Maguire, let Tobey Maguire be the mentor to whatever actor they decide to be the new I... Miles Morales, and then c- to continue having... You know, where it's still kind of connected to the MCU, but it's I, like, I'm, now we're going to do our own thing, and then I, I and it's a to... big middle finger to fucking Disney. I, I hate to interject here but uh-huh. i i can't co-sign that at all man i i'm sorry i I'm just can't just I, I can't wanted to i i can't i can't co-sign them killing off tom holland everybody likes tom holland honestly <laughs> after i watched this movie i i, I kind of was like okay he actually i mean a, a young peter parker he played a really good young peter parker i understand and but you know yeah, what i'm saying and a they, young spider-man they could if they want no of course Tom Holland could also tell them to go fuck themselves, but then they'll just take well, them to court. Well, I mean, they may have to, like I said to you, I mean, you, you got to keep this in mind. They may just start a whole new Spider-Man, and they may just start with Yeah, start all over again. Yeah, they could just start all over again. And, and you know, the, the, I mean, this could happen, too. They may just be like, okay, well, we're going to have this. Sony's going to have their Miles Morales, and we get the the Peter Parker Spider-Man, and Tom Holland continues to play him over in the Marvel marvel side of things i don't know i i dude it, it's it's very gonna it's gonna be very weird to see what happens and but you know it's gonna because they had okay they've had spider-man tom holland was the amazing spider-man uh, i'm just kidding uh, t- uh, not tom holland andrew garfield was amazing spider-man and then all that all that happened, <laughs> no the next one will be the spectacular spider-man and it'll be whoever the fuck they want it to be it could be al well, miles morales see, it could be a whole new they could kill fucking uncle ben again and and make it another fuck you know they could have spectacular just, or they could even have ultimate spider-man uh, i don't let's just ultimate, let's just let it happen let's just see yeah. what's gonna happen because i i feel i i feel like if if it's true that they are trying to renegotiate a deal i feel like this will all happen the way it's supposed to spider-man won't leave we'll get the deadpool movie with spider-man and everything will be fine. Honestly, I was kind of hoping because they brought in the X Men, they brought in the X Men rights, that the the scene at the end of Spider Man was going to be like Deadpool just showing up and harassing Spider Man. I I thought I was sitting there going, please do that, please do that, fucking that would be great, please do that, and they never did it. But man, like I just I'm gonna fuck it up again. Let's just let's just give let's just let it ride out, and if Sony fucks it up. You can come on this podcast and bitch for two hours about it. How about that? Okay. I'll give you the floor for the whole podcast. I'll just sit here and play with myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> Spider-Man has been very important to this podcast since day one. And, 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 and I, well, I, now I, it's I very, now s- it's even more part important. So we I talked about it. For I don't want to see it go flush down the fucking toilet. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Back to real world. You want world to do a commercial stuff. here because it's been like a, a freaking hour. Um. All right. I mean, I had more. I mean, that should have been a nerdy news part of the show, but then again, it's so it's it was such big. News I mean, the rest this. of this is probably going to be nerdy, except for you talking about your adventures in New York City. But other than yeah. that, all right. So, so I guess uh, with that, uh, we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. I hope this episode of Two Strangers One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. Eleven Fifteen East Main and North Goodman. At the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, oh, necrophobia! 
Ilya. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Sia. And we're back. All right. So before the break, wait, wait, wait. Did you get all the Spider-Man out? Are you good? I, I got. I, I said everything I had to say about <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, you know. So I, what should we talk about next? The adventures okay. of Chris Cologne in New York City? Well, or I, went, we talk- I went down to New York City. See, we're I, kind of mixing it up, guys. Okay, it's not just nerdy news. In the, it's just yeah, not it's personal Spider-Man, stuff in the front. Because usually that would be in the nerdy news. But since yeah. that's such a... That was in the fucking... That that was like on the news news. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's okay. And, and once again, I have such a passion for it that I think that's okay. But now we're going to have to take up some of the nerdy news it's time. A, it's way too much of a passion, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I went down to New York City. Uh, because, you know, my daughter's, uh, her, you know, she, my daughter went to summer camp and then her summer camp was over with, and then she starts school. Once again, we're recording this on, on Labor Day. Uh, and I guess, well, there's people down south who've, who've already started school. Uh, yeah. they, they start a little early because they get to finish early because, you know, I guess on June comes around down south, it's ridiculously hot. Uh, but then again, they're starting school now. It's August. I'm pretty sure it's just as fucking hot as it gets in June. Uh, but some people have started school uh, up north or at least the northeast. Um, school tends to start after Labor Day. So my daughter starts school on Wednesday. So we had time between her finishing camp and, and school starting. So we went to go visit my mom. And one of the benefits of my job is that I can uh, work from home, which that became a bit of a thorn in the side because both my mother and my daughter can't comprehend the idea that just because I'm sitting there doesn't mean that, like, okay, I'm sitting there and I can interact with you, but that doesn't mean that, like, I'm not working. Because, you know, I go to my mom's house and, uh, you know, I could turn, you know, I, I turn my phone into a Wi-Fi spot. I got my laptop. Luckily, my job isn't data heavy. You know, it's all spreadsheets and emails and shit like that. So, you know, I set up shop. I'm at the dining room, I'm at the dining room table doing what I got to do. And like my mom's talking to me and my daughter's coming up to me. And, oh, dad, are you done with work? And I'm like, you know, I don't get done with work till 530. Don't, you know, until 530, I don't exist. Imagine I am back to working a bullshit retail job. That, and I, that doesn't happen with kids. I hate to tell you. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, 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 you know, and it's funny because I, uh, there's a, um, a friend of mine posted this real cheesy fucking video where like a guy's addressing crowd and he was like, there's a father who works from home and his son comes into the room and says, dad, can we play catch? And the father says, no, son, I'm busy. You know, please leave me alone. And then the kid comes again and says, dad, uh, you know, can we play catch? And the father says, no, I'm busy, son. You know, I, you know, I don't have time working. And then the, then the kid comes and asks dad, 
you know, Dad, how much money do you make an hour? And Dad goes, you know, I make $50 an hour. What, what fucking magical job he gets to work from home, make $50 an hour. Um, and so then the Shit, guy, I neglect my kid for that. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then the guy goes, um, so the kid, you know, doesn't, you know, the kid leaves the father alone for like a month. And then the kid shows up again and he goes, Dad, you know, I've been mowing lawn and I've been uh, delivering newspapers and, and I saved up $25. Can we play catch for a half an hour? And it's like, the, you know, and it's supposed to be like this heart-wrenching thing like, oh, you know. Uh, dad's being a scumbag because he's fucking working and the kid has to pay him for his time and it's like the dad is home he's there if the if the if there's a fire if there's an emergency dad is there you know saying the kid isn't getting fucking you know beat up by bullies in school or molested by priests in the church or whatever the case may be the dad is home he's there and don't get me wrong i understand and maybe it's because i came from a household where like yeah, my dad worked his ass off. My dad worked a fi- worked a fifty six hour here. week. You know, you know, I no, I didn't go out and play catch. And 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 you know, and and, and I think, and, and this is not a knock on my dad. I think I'm there a lot more for my daughter than my father and my mother were there for me. But then again, I wasn't, uh, I, you know, I wasn't an active kid. I wasn't asking to go to fucking asking my parents to fucking go out to the park every day or or to go to you know Chuck E. Cheese every day or go to the museum every day. You know, I I sort of was reserved to mommy and daddy are working. Mommy and daddy got shit to fucking do so I can have a roof over my head. You know what I'm saying? And once again, I, I'm a fat kid and I had video games and I had cable and I was able to sit on my fat ass <laughs> sit and play video games and watch cable all fucking day. You know, and I don't like, maybe it's because I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't, I didn't bother my parents the way my daughter bothers me. But then again, because my parents, my parents had to work and, and it yeah. was sort of understood that look, you don't fucking ask your parents to do shit like that. And don't get me wrong, I wish I had the luxury uh, where I can take my daughter out every day and 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 do fun things every day that shit don't fucking that shit don't that shit don't yeah. fly anymore and yeah. yes i'm sitting at home and yes you can see me and of course you know while i'm working and my boss knows this because i use his netflix account you know yes i'm watching tv when i'm working yes i can surf facebook when i'm on when i'm working because when i'm spending 20 minutes on hold when i'm on when i'm calling a company and and, and i need to speak to a rep and i'm 20 minutes on hold i'm gonna fucking surf Facebook now it, i mean yes it looks like i'm having fun but i'm still fucking working <laughs> and i love my daughter and i love my mother but they need to understand it just because i'm sitting there doesn't necessarily mean you know and I'm, you know am i supposed to be fucking you know lock myself in the bedroom like well see that's what i was gonna out. say that's what i was gonna say to you is is what you probably should have done because i know you have a bedroom there i've been house there um i would have just gone to the bedroom did all your work in there and then that way you wouldn't get disturbed because honestly like i know how your kid is mm-hmm. after like a minute of not paying attention to her she's probably up your ass in two seconds yeah that's not a bad thing i'm just saying you know what i mean like i can completely understand you know why she wants your attention but at the same time you know you're supposed to be working so i get it you know yeah so i i you know for me like I honestly get if I were working from home, like, for example, in my basement, I have a I have like a a really nice desk that I got years ago and it's an L shaped desk. I could have actually gotten the the other type of like the cabinets and everything on the top. But this portion is just wonderful. Um, But uh, I use it for like doing the podcast. I use it for doing um, like doing like, uh, for example, like if I have a day off, I'm doing all my bills here. I'm getting all that together, um, you know, cleaning up the house and everything. So what I'm saying to you is, is like, you should probably just, if you're going to do that, you should separate yourself. And I'm sure it's hard when you're at your apartment because your apartment's small. So I'm sure she's up your ass too about that. So, you know, you got to kind of, 
you got to kind of like just separate yourself and be like, listen, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing work when I have a break. I'll come out and talk to you guys, eat food, come back. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So, I mean, you get a break, right? Well, yeah, no, yeah, of course, yeah, I got my break, and and that's the whole thing is that, like, you know, I can, like, with, like, and it's, and it's not, it's, okay, so, like, then, you know, obviously we were visiting New York so we could visit family, but then, like, my mom would schedule people to come at noon, and my family doesn't, you know, call you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Okay, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Here. I just I got, muted my mic. Okay, I'm sorry, I got, yeah, I got real quiet, so I sort of, okay, so, like, my mom would have family members come over, like, at noon, I'm like, at, at noon, it's the middle of the day. You know what I'm saying? It's the middle of my work day. I got shit I got to do. Like, mom, could you have these people come over at five or six when I'm done at work? You know, where it's sort of, you know, it just, it, it, you know, and, and don't be wrong. I love my family and I want to visit them. Just because I'm fucking sitting there doesn't mean I'm goofing off. Like, I, yes, I was away from home, but I was not on vacation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I may, you know, just because I carry it well doesn't mean it's not a fucking burden. I got shit I got to fucking do. Not to mention that last week is, you know, it's the end of the month. You know, I got shit I got to fucking take care of and I don't have time to fucking, you know, and I love my family, but, you know, if I was working a bullshit retail job, you know, if I was working a bullshit retail, you know, where, you know, I'm working, you know, fucking back at Rite Aid, you know, then you wouldn't see me. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then you wouldn't see me till six o'clock till I walk in the door. And then, you know, feel free to, you know, take my time up and stuff like that. Well, I think that was kind of probably some miscommunication, honestly. But, yeah. So, so, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just venting right now. Um, okay. Uh, my friend, uh, Salam got married. And it's, it's funny, like, uh, well, I guess people would know him if they follow me on Facebook, but I, I went to a Muslim wedding. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's a, he's a friend of mine. He's been in the United States for about three years and, and he married another girl from Iraq. And so it was, it was, it was very interesting. Like we, in Rochester, there's a thing called the Muslim Center. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was very interesting. And now mind you, I mean, I'm familiar with Muslims because quite frankly, I used to work in jail. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of Muslims in jail. I'm used to the, you know, the prayers and the call to prayer and the guy screaming, ah! and <laughs> that sounds incredibly ignorant of me. And, 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 you know, I had an uncle that was, uh, was Muslim and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I'm familiar with the culture, but it was interesting to go to this, uh, we went to the Muslim center, which I guess like, for whatever reason, we went on Friday. And not for whatever reason, but, like, the place was fucking packed. Like, it wasn't a holiday or anything. At least to the best of my knowledge, it wasn't, a, like, a Muslim holiday. But, um, you know, like, when, when you go into to pray, like, you can't have your shoes on. You got to leave your shoes outside. And, you know, like, they had, like, down the main hallway, but they had, like, you know, cubbies you could put your shoes in. Um, You know, and it's funny because I'm in this room, and it's, you know, my friend Salam and, and like, his mom. And then the girl he was marrying with her family and brother and father and mother you know and they're and they're all arabic and they're all like you know doing the and they and the guy was kind of like going back and forth from arabic to, from you know iraqi or whatever to english and stuff like that or arabic to english and i'm like okay i'm just you know and then there's probably like everyone starts praying and i'm like they have they hold their hands out and i'm like okay i'm gonna put my hands out. <laughs> you know saying like you know i'm trying to show respect to the people that you know, i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't know who's saying what or whatever uh but the the funny part is is that because i was i was a witness to it um but that being said, the, 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 that part was done in English. The guy, you know, the, the, the Muslim version of a priest is an imam. So the imam was there and, and, uh, I think like in that particular, for his particular sect of Islam. And the funny thing is like, I love, you know, and Salam's like a brother to me. And, but he, like, he's Muslim, but he's only Muslim because he's Muslim the same way I'm fucking Catholic. You know, like, uh, we're there because our family's that way. And, you know, just to shut everybody up and follow the traditions, you know, okay, you know, you know. And even when I got married, I didn't get married in a Catholic church. I got 
got married in fucking Vegas. Um, but you know, he did it more to just to shut his family up, uh, getting married by the imam. But I guess like in their in their in their particular religion, you have to ask the husband and wife like three times. Like, do you take this person? I will. Do you take this person? I will. Do you take this person? I will. But I also think like I think there's that old version where it's also. If you want to get a divorce, you could also just tell, if you tell the person, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, that means you're divorced officially. Um, I, you know, once again, that's like, like real old school shit that I don't think anybody really follows anymore. You still probably still have to go to court and shit, <laughs> but in the eyes of whatever the religion. So that was, that was an eye opening, uh, experience going to the, uh, to going to the Muslim center and witnessing a, a, and, and now what I had told him is because, you know, him and his fiance went to the courthouse getting married here in rochester uh not the courthouse city hall to get the and i was like oh yeah i could you know i said not for nothing you know and, and of course you know of course they they i mean you know what I'm saying? he did he went to the muslim center to basically shut his family up um but i was like you know i could just go online and get like the 35 dollar uh <laughs> minister uh you know the, <laughs> the church of the eternally fapping um i could have gone and oh, you know, God. <laughs> get my uh you know get my minister's license and, and you know it's funny i always thought it was just like yeah you go online you get the minister's license that it like i mean i guess if you could you yes you can to say you're a minister but to actually marry someone in new york state there's like all these extra i mean and thank goodness it's it's, it's a little more harder than that but there is like paperwork you have to do and then like i guess if you want to get married in new york city there's even more fucking paperwork you have to do. But I'm kind of glad, at least in New York State, that there's some restrictions. <laughs> there's some, uh, uh, there is some, uh, uh, you know, extra regulations as opposed to just anybody going online with $35 and uh, going visiting a website. Uh, and speaking of New York State, uh, and issues recently, legally, I guess they have now officially decriminalized marijuana and, I was looking at a, at an article earlier, and uh, so I'll just I'm, I'm, this is from amnewyork.com or amny.com, and I don't I don't think this is I don't know what you know like you know as opposed to CNN or Fox News I don't know if this what you know if this is left leaning or right leaning, uh, but they say here's the breakdown: uh, possession of less than two ounces of marijuana is considered a violation. Not a crime. Uh, the violation is still an arrestable offense, but it won't result in a prison term or a criminal record. Penalty or possession of less than one ounce of marijuana is lowered from $100 to $50. It won't increase because of the individual's criminal history. The penalty for possession of between one and two ounces is $200 regardless of criminal history. Most past convictions for marijuana possession of 25 grams or less will automatically be expunged. That's going to be interesting to see like people getting out of jail because their record's going to be getting expunged. And marijuana is added to the definition of smoking in the public health law. So smoking marijuana is prohibited anywhere smoking tobacco is prohibited. So it's funny, like the, the same people... Who are like saying legalize it, legalize it, legalize it? Are the same people that were like, you can't smoke in bars, man. You can't smoke in, you can't smoke in the restaurant. I'm trying to eat here. But so I mean, I mean, technically, that kind of, I mean, it's one step closer to legalization of marijuana. But I think there's a lot of people that are still kind of like, uh, we don't need to go that far. I mean, this isn't Colorado. Well, let's just let's just face it. And I, I think it's legal in Nevada also. It's legal in California. It's legal in Colorado. Or, or at least, I, well, like, I think it might be medical. I think medically it's available in Nevada. Cause I know well, I a lot of places are now, a lot of places are now kind of going, okay, medical makes sense. Because now, now that we've been seeing, like, for example, there was a, there was a show on Discovery that they were talking about this uh, medical dispensary in California. Mm-hmm. And the guy that owned it was really worried because the feds could still come in. And I think they eventually did come in and raid him at one point. But um, what they were saying was, is the reason he was doing it was not because 
he wanted to sell mar- marijuana. He wanted to, you know, help these people that were, you know, getting that were in pain, that were getting sick. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta imagine like uh, T is it THC? Yeah. I think it's is what it is. Mm-hmm. That ingredient in weed actually stops seizure. Where like a kid that's having a seizure, like maybe every ten minutes, is now having a seizure once every not even is either doesn't have any seizures or may have a seizure like maybe once a week uh, but look, what i'm saying i wish uh, i can't make the sound effect of an eyes eyes rolling <laughs> but my eyes are rolling so fucking hard right now and 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 don't get me wrong yes there are people with cancer who need it and there are kids with seizures that need it oh my god and all the fucking people with anxiety an and all the people with night terrors and all the people with this well okay okay wait just a minute, admit wait a you want to fucking get high can we listen, stop listen. i mean and look and i get it i get you know and i'm i don't want to take i'm not I don't want to take anybody's fucking rights away from them. And if that's your right, marijuana, and you're in a state that's legally... But can we just... Can people just shut the fuck up about kids with seizures and just say they want to fucking get high? Are you a kid with a... Se- I'm just saying... Well, people, no, no, no. Oh, okay, like, listen. Oh, a kid listen. Cancer. Are you a five-year-old with cancer? No. You want to fucking get buzzed? Watch Dave Chappelle on fucking Netflix and go to fuck to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I get... You know, I I, I just wish... Let's see, I sound like a the same way about sony uh, <laughs> just, just admit that you want to get high just admit all right i'm gonna go over here because go i feel sleep. like this is gonna be a five-hour conversation okay, I'm just saying it's, like they, it's always oh i have anxiety and there's kids with so, cancer and, I, and, and now i sound like an asshole because i'm speaking out against kids with cancer i'm not saying that yes let the kid with cancer get all the fucking marijuana in the world back up a fucking garbage truck full of marijuana to the kid with cancer's house i'm talking about the fucking you know the the dummy at Walmart that's working slow because he fucking smoked the he smoked a blunt on his fucking break, you know what I'm saying? And I want you to bring up my shit, you know. <laughs> I was like, you know, stop, you know. I I drive by so many fucking cars, especially in Rochester, you know. In the summertime, I have my windows rolled down, and I drive by cars that I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting a contact oh, yeah. high just driving yeah. by this asshole. And Yesterday, the whole thing is that, that is that. And that is just as bad. You're driving under the influence of a fucking of a of a of you know that is just as bad as driving drunk. And 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 it doesn't you know driving drunk. And of course, don't get me wrong. Look, I'm no fucking I am no fucking saint. I mean, luckily I live two blocks from the bar that I usually drink at. So uh, you know, even if I'm driving my car, I, I'm driving for two blocks. I'm not I'm not putting lives in stake. <laughs> but I don't drink and drive. That's not I don't do that. <laughs> that being said. You know, yes, drunk driving, you know, at any go- after, let's just say midnight, your chances of being in a drunk driving accident is increased exponentially because so many people are out drinking. You know, a lot of people on the road at night are fucking drunk because they came from a restaurant or a bar and they're on their way home from, you know, from said place. Uh, but, you know, it, it's like, you know, you drive by these cars and it's the, the fucking marijuana smell wafts. It, when I was, before I had a car and I was working and I was taking Ubers all over the place, you get in somebody's fucking car and it reeks of marijuana. And you're like, and okay, maybe the person didn't smoke and get high back then, but at one point, someone had smoked so much marijuana in this car that it stinks of marijuana, and it's sort of like, that person was driving in pair. You know, the same way someone drunk is driving in pair. And it's like, just admit you want to get high. Let's stop talking about kids with cancer. Let's stop talking about kids with seizures. I think I've come up with a title for this episode. (laughs) Chris goes on two tangents. (laughs) I mean, listen. I just, listen. I just, could people just say they want to get high? Just think you want to get high? Just listen, say. okay, listen. <laughs> I, I am not, okay, let, let's agree. Me and you have both probably agreed that we grew up marijuana being a drug, okay? That's what, that's how we relate to it because, you know, 
people aren't supposed to be doing it. That's what we were taught. Okay. Does that stop people from doing it? No. We still see high schoolers doing it today. Okay. Because they want to try it or whatever. And I understand like, yes, I, I get the whole, I get where you're coming from, Chris, but yes, we do need to, we need to talk about, this is a serious conversation, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. These kids, and it's not just kids. There are, there are adults that need it too, that are not just taking this weed to get high. They're taking it because they're having seizures literally every minute of the day and they need to fucking, and they found something that stops them from doing it. like, if we're talking about stuff, if we're talking about this being in a medical capacity and it's not being abused just so that way you can get high and go to sleep at night or whatever. Yeah. I'm all for that. But yes, you're right in the sense that if people are taking it to abuse it just because, oh, I have a pain in my back. I need marijuana to stop that from happening. Like, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. Okay. There are people that will abuse it, but you can't take away the medical portion that has been figured out in the last couple years that it actually needs to be used for and that's where i come from it should be legalized medically in every single state as long as it's being used the appropriate way if it's not then fuck those people (laughs) so that's where i'm coming from i don't i don't necessarily agree with the whole legalization thing either um just because i do think that like you're saying like people just really abuse it they take it to the degree where it smells everywhere but you know i'm just i if as long as it's being used for medical purposes i'm good and I, look i you know a lot of my friends i have a lot of friends that smoke weed you know i, I i'm a big fan of kevin smith and you know he's the he's at the beginning and at the end of this podcast and kevin smith spends his entire day baked out on weed i just hate like the people like oh, i smoke weed for my anxiety now and and i i made a post about this earlier this week and it's sort of like you know the same person who smokes weed for that, oh, oh, you know, Big Pharma, they're not looking for a cure. Big Pharma keeps want to, they just want to patch up the situation and, and keep making money. You know, they don't want to look for a cure for cancer because, you know, there's more money in the treatment than there is for the cure. And yet they smoke weed every day to get rid of their anxiety, yet their anxiety is still there. They're not doing any treatment for their fucking anxiety. The anxiety is still there and they're, they're putting a patch on it. The same way Big Pharma, and once again, I'm not defending Big Pharma. What I'm just saying is that they're, you're putting a patch on your problems by smoking weed every day, you know, and not addressing the bigger picture. Then don't say Big Pharma's not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, you know, oh, if, that, that if thing, you need to smoke has... weed every day, you're a fucking addict. That has nothing to do with the big pharma problems, trust me. Yeah. That has nothing to fucking do with that, honestly. I just, it's like, okay, maybe you're not physically addicted, you know, but if you smoke weed every day as a behavioral thing, then, then you're addicted. You're addicted behaviorally, maybe not physically. Because yeah, alcohol physically addicts you. Crack cocaine physically addicts you. You know, uh, you know, but once again, if people who smoke weed, if you can't get the day because you haven't fucking, you haven't toked yet, you're behaviorally addicted. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I would and, agree and, with and that. I'm just saying, and, but, then, but then they point fingers and go, oh, you know, they point fingers at other people. And it's like, you know, just admit you like getting high. I just admit it. I, I, I would love to someone say, you know what, whatever, kids with cancer, kids with whatever, I just like a fucking good buzz so I can fucking go to sleep. Or I just want a good fucking buzz because mm-hmm. my job sucks, you know. Uh, you know, I'm working on a holiday. <laughs> I'm working on Labor Day. Uh, my boss has the day off. You know, I got to deal with all these religious fanatics who want to uh, donate, uh, <laughs> want to donate to charities that, that 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 keep more of the money than they actually give to charity, and and life fucking sucks. And so I just want to get, I just want to get fucking high and forget about it all. Just admit it. Just fucking admit it. All right. So, <laughs> so moving on. It is decriminal. They're decriminalized, and it's like, oh, but all these records are gonna get expunged. Yeah, but when you committed the crime, you knew it was a crime. So you know I'm, I'm gonna put a, <laughs> I'm gonna put a restriction on you. You're only allowed to talk about two more things because I feel like there's gonna be more tangents. So. Oh no! Well, 
Oh, shit, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, well, you gotta make it quick here, dude. Okay, so... Um, lightning round. Lightning round. Uh, <laughs> I, I was able to get a DNA test to answer... Well, okay, well, uh, and good news, and not that it's anybody's business, but... He doesn't it, have AIDS. It, I, you, dude, you kind of you kind of read my mind. It's not a joke. I did go for an STD test. Uh, we, did you go for an STD test? What was that? Why did you go for an STD test? Well, long story short, and not to blow up his spot... Uh, like my friend Salam wanted to do it before he, he got married, and so I, I said, "Dude, I'll go with." You. And we went to we went oh. to the, we, we went to the free clinic, the one that's over there on uh on, off of Main, Main Street. Yeah, yeah, we went. It's to over the, there by the Rite Aid. Yeah, we went to the free clinic. Oh God, you're you're making my you're making my dick feel bad. Oh God, what? I can feel that pain. Dude, the shit they had, a, the, the way they test you, man, that hurts. Oh no 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 no. Okay, uh, yes, there's the the they they've updated it. It was just blood tests, blood tests and urine tests. They didn't have. Now, don't get me wrong. About eight or nine years ago, I went to the free clinic and they took the the long Q-tip and shoved it down my dick hole. Th- that that happened eight or nine years ago. Luckily, this year, um, it's just all blood and urine. <laughs> that sounds like, that was more like a party. Uh, no, they they you know they 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 fill like four fucking test tubes full of blood and they take a urine sample. And to the best of my knowledge, as of you know last week, and you know, I haven't visited any prostitutes or anything like that i'm nice and clean <laughs> not yet <laughs> I, I, I haven't i haven't i haven't fucked any sketchy women since then i haven't uh, i haven't speaking haven't about religion yeah speaking of religious <laughs> but i'm past year, i haven't seen a whore in 500 days or something i don't know <laughs> it's been you know so uh, since like last no, even before i think before i went to new york city uh, i got tested so uh, you make a joke that i don't have aids no i don't have aids thank god or hiv or gonorrhea or chlamydia or Oh, I don't got any of that either. Thank or, God. Or, or herpes or anything like that. So, so knock on wood on that. Uh, but I did take a DNA test also for Ancestry.com. Did you and, pee in a cup? Uh, no, it's a it's a a, a swab. No, no, you you spit in the, you spit in a vial and you send it to them and uh, you know they send it back to you and okay. So according to Ancestry.com, and I understand this, there are people oh that's not an exact science. Um, and this is something that I always kind of. I always kind of knew because my grandfather had told me years ago that he was like, you know, we, we come from Spanish blood. Like, even though we're Puerto Rican, and not that my, I don't think my grandfather really wanted, not like he was shitting on Puerto Ricans, like, you know, be proud that you're from Spain and not from Puerto Rico. But my grandfather had always sort of kind of told us, and I guess he's right, because according to Ancestry.com, I am 34%, 34% Portuguese, from Portugal, uh, 22% from Spain. Hey, you know, Portugal and Spain are neighbors. They're right next to each other. So, uh, 56% of me. I'm more, I'm more than half white. <laughs> this is Portugal and Spain. I'm 15% Native American. Uh, and they, when they say that, Native American as in North, Central, and South American. 6% French. Here's the interesting one. 5% Cameroon, Congo, and the Southern Bantu people. So, I'm 5% black. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I wonder if that means I can use the N-word. <laughs> I wonder if that means oh, I, can, God. I can pull the race card. Uh, My old boss does that. <laughs> well, he doesn't He doesn't say the N-word, but he... It's a long story. We can talk about this on a different podcast. Keep yeah, going. But 5%, it says, from Cameroon, Congo, and Southern Bantu. And once again, I'm, I do have Puerto Rican, you know, I, even though, like, my grandfather was, like, be more proud because you're from Spain. <laughs> well, he didn't say that, but he kind of, you know, it's like you, he used to say, we have a Spanish chin, right? The way my chin is shaped and kind of protrudes out a little bit. It's a, even though he's kind of hard to see under my beard. Uh, but like, you know, I have the conquistador chin. Um, now I'm 3% Native American Andean and Andean being like North South America, like, you know, Colombia and that area. Um, 2% 
Ireland and Scottish, Irish and Scottish, and 1% Italian. So at least Paul, <laughs> my last name doesn't end in a vowel, but I'm at least 1% Italian. <laughs> And, uh, but I, but uh, that's what I want to say is that, you know, I think, you know, with being the parts of me that do come from Puerto Rico, you know, Puerto Rico is a mix of the natives from the island, the Taino Indian, the, the Spaniards and Portuguese conquistadors that came from Europe. And then, of course, you know, the slaves that they brought over, meaning the Cameroon, Congo, the, the black. The Puerto Ricans are, you know, the mixture of Native American, Spanish, and black. So I think that's where my 5% comes from. And speaking of Puerto Rico, Let's talk about a moment about Hurricane Dorian. Oh, God, uh, here comes a tangent. Here, yeah, here comes a fucking <laughs> tangent. Because, and, and I know I'm sorry you limited it to me only two, but I can't just, like, oh, I, I have to address God. this. Our piece of shit, Cheeto-in-Chief, cock-sucking, low-life scumbag. I hope he, I hope he gets cancer and doesn't fucking uh, get marijuana. <laughs> he doesn't get the marijuana. <laughs> fucking piece of shit, Cheeto-in-Chief. All right. So, oh. so you know. And to the best of my knowledge on Facebook, I mean, I have family members in Puerto Rico. Everyone that I'm related to and people that I know and care about are safe and are okay. But, you know, Hurricane Dorian was coming towards Puerto Rico. And our piece of shit president said, eh, Puerto Rico is the most corrupt place on the planet. You know, once again, this cocksucker forgetting that Puerto Rico is part of, uh, you know, is part of America. We are American citizens. Puerto Ricans are American citizens. If it is corrupt US territory, yes. yeah. If it is corrupt, do something about it. If if there's all this corruption that he alleges, might meanwhile more than half of this guy's fucking cabinet has gone to jail or is under criminal fucking investigation. But Puerto Rico is the fucking problem. Puerto Rico, and he said, "Oh, I'm the best thing to happen to Puerto Rico." Now, mind you, this motherfucker actually threw out the suggestion of using nuclear bombs to stop a hurricane. Now, what? Isn't it a wonderful coincidence that when nuclear bomb, when when hurricanes are headed towards Puerto Rico, a guy who says Puerto Rico is the most fucking corrupt place on earth, now all of a sudden wants to use nuclear weapons? I, you know, and and look, and I know this sounds like a fucking stretch, a, a real fucking stretch in logic, but this, I think this motherfucker wants to nuke Puerto Rico. <laughs> like, I think he wants to get rid of us or something like that because, you know, it's just a weird coincidence that when he says he's the best thing to happen to Puerto Rico and how corrupt Puerto Rico is, and also fucking address mentions using nuclear weapons to stop a fucking which every scientist on the planet just laughed in his face you know and this is this is this is the, this is our leader this is the person who's who's in charge of who has the fucking finger on the button literally you know has suggested that we fucking so uh, you know fuck trump luckily i mean I, yes there was damage to puerto rico and and I, I don't i don't know what the numbers are when it comes to life loss you know i hate to be selfish and greedy in this situation everyone that i care about is okay you know and and i know that sounds horrible and selfish of me but you know not because of and also that was another thing is that he pulled FEMA out of Puerto Rico before the hurricane hit so he could fucking put them towards his fucking concentration camps on the fucking border so fuck him I, 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 I you know and I'm not I, no way am I making a threat or anything like that I want karma to get him I want I want I want I I hope his actions manifest physically I hope he gets I hope he gets a fucking disease I hope I hope he has a painful fucking death you know what I'm saying and once again once again not and I'm not making any kind of threats any way shape or form I'm just saying is 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 I hope karma gets him I hope the the universe gets him. You know, because this fucking this fucking guy, when people needed him at his at when people needed him in their time of fucking need, he literally pulled help away from them, insulted them, he added insult to fucking injury, and you know, and and then claimed to be the greatest thing to happen to Puerto Rico. Fuck that cocksucker. Um, are you are you done with that? Want to talk about Popeyes and Chick Fil A? <laughs> oh my God.
As long as you're not going to go on a tangent about no, it. No, I won't go. To, I won't go to tangent, but just you know, just just noting it for prosperity. Let me just let me just let me just say this about the whole Trump thing. Like, are you really surprised? Because I'm not. I mean, no, I'm not. But it's like you know, like I'm dude, just saying, listen, like, listen. He literally he's done so added much shit in the last injury. month. He's done so much shit in the last month that if he doesn't, if people don't vote him out, I'm gonna literally be like, I mean, I was joking about moving to Canada, but I'm literally, I'm literally sitting there going, I wonder if my company has any theaters in Canada. Because <laughs> like Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's ridiculous at this point. But continue, Popeyes and, and KFC. Yeah, so. so- I guess Popeyes had put out a new chicken sandwich, and there was, you know, they had... And then they ran out of it? Well, no, but, you know, they kind of, like, insulted Chick-fil-A, and there's sort of shots fired in between uh, Popeyes and and Chick-fil-A, which I'm all for, because, you know, Chick-fil-A does support uh, Christian... It's a Christian company that, that... supports groups that like feel that you can uh uh pray the gay away (laughs) yes like you can you can uh you know they support like camps that can uh they think you know that you know if if you that all a gay person needs is is therapy and make them quote-unquote normal again and shit like that like they they these are people that actually believe shit like this and and yeah you know and that's 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 just as bad as fucking saying you know and and, you know here a moment ago i'm cursing out the president wishing fucking wishing fucking disease and harm but that being said you know, you know, if you're so Christian, even you know, even if you don't believe in, in homosexuality, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to quote unquote love thy neighbor. And 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 you know, if you think that you know being homosexual is a, is, is a disease or some shit like that, and you could pray it away, or all the person needs is some therapy, and they don't have to be gay anymore, or even like even if like there are and there are Christians like okay, you can be gay. But just don't act on it. You know what I'm saying? You're telling people not to live their fucking lives. Uh, you know, that's the wrong fucking mentality. That's the kind of mentality that, that makes, uh, kids that are homosexual run away from home. Uh, it, this, the, that's the kind of mentality that makes gay, that normalizes gay bashing and people get the shit beat out of them in a public place because they're holding the hands of their fucking lover or, you know, or, or they're coming out of a, a gay club or something like that. You know, that shit's, you know, I, you know, I was surprised how much racism we still had in this country once Donald Trump, you know, took took office, and it, it still blows my mind that there's people, you know. And I watch, you know, I watch, I watch a lot of YouTube, and, and you know, you see these videos, and like, you know, and the person, and I'm not saying that that not that they're promoting anti-gay agenda or anything like that, but like, you know, and they'll mention, oh yeah, I was at chick, I was chick, I was at Chick Fil A the other day, and I'm like, why are people supporting this fucking company? Why is this company even still fucking existing? And it's doing fucking sh- damn sure we're still doing well here in Rochester. And you would think that for for the gay community that Rochester has, because Rochester does have a sizable gay community, there are several gay clubs here in Rochester, and I'm surprised that Chick Fil A had the fucking balls. To fucking put a put a put a company uh, you know put a, a franchise here in Rochester. Tangent number four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Spider Man, marijuana, listen, listen, and listen, homosexuality. Okay? Like you know, it, I, I think we got the point, Chris. Basically, you know, I I just I'm glad Popeyes I just, took a swing at Chick Fil A, and I'm glad that you know, and then people came out so people came out in such in droves for Popeyes that they actually ran out of the fucking they shouldn't don't get me wrong Popeyes should have planned better but then again Rochester Rochester in particular is home of that very famous story where Popeyes ran out of chicken yeah they ran out of chicken one day no it was KFC I think no it was Popeyes was it Popeyes Popeyes yeah I I posted the video on Facebook the other day yeah 
it was okay. like about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, where you know they had they had failed to plan, <laughs> had a promotion, and ran out of uh, you know they've sold they did yeah. they sold so much I, they I'm a ran KFC out of chicken. kind of guy, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying is like you know like, like you like you you did a promotion so well that you ran out of chicken and and like yeah, I, it I, is I, kind of funny. You know, I you know. And how the fuck do you run out of chicken? Chicken, like chicken's everywhere. Chicken, chicken's like we have more chickens in this fucking country, you know. Chicken and chicken's the cheapest fucking meat in the world. Like, you know, people are like, oh, try pheasant, try squirrel, try, try, you know. All right, all right, all right. So, all right chicken, chicken, right. chicken's the cheapest fucking. Okay, but uh, you all know, right, Chris, I think I, I think I'm gonna cut you off now. Because... Okay, so let, okay, let's <laughs> quick, I think, quick fire let's, the nerdy let's news. Let's put a wrap on this. Let's put a wrap on this because I think you've gone on too many tangents today. Okay, let's let's do some nerdy news real quick, and, and we'll quick fire it. Um, Better. Kevin Smith, and once again, like I said, pothead Kevin Smith, uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh, another writer that he does a pot. There's a Kevin Smith does a podcast called Fat Man Beyond, and uh, he does it with this guy who his name is Mark Bernard. Both him, Mark Bernard, and a couple other people uh, are part of the uh, showrunners. Their Netflix is bringing back He Man, and it's going to be a continuation of the '80s show, which is weird because Netflix did that whole Shira reboot, and you would think naturally that okay, they would have Shira, and and you would think they would use that to kind of have a connected universe with He Man. And even though Netflix is doing He Man show, it's not connected to the new Shira. It's actually a continuation of the of the uh, of the '80s cartoon. And uh, you know, being a fan of Kevin Smith, and you know, because uh, they made the announcement at PowerCon, which is like the he-man comic you know he-man's comic-con um they made the announcement there um him and mark and, and mark bernard is a great fucking writer and he mark bernard has written for like uh, uh what's the, uh my god what's the name of that show on who that was based on stephen king stuff oh my god stone oh shit castle rock okay uh so he's worked on castle rock um he's written he's written he has a comic called genius He's written uh, X-Men comics, Wolverine. Um, and it was funny, I was doing a little research. He actually wrote uh, like a Ben 10 comic about 10 years ago, which I want to get my hands on. Um, he's written for, you know, he's written for comics. He's written, there was a show called Alphas on Sci-Fi. Um, he's, he, he, he worked on Carnival Row, or maybe Carnival Row Season 2, which is coming out on Amazon. My, my point being, he's written on a lot of shows, a lot of uh, genre shows. Mark Bernard is a great writer. And of course, obviously, I love Kevin Smith. Um, but... They had said, you know, like, you know, just because it's Kevin Smith is not like, you know, it's not like He-Man is going to be standing outside a convenience store selling weeds to kids. You know, he says that they're taking it very seriously and, you know, they're going to honor the, you know, they're going to honor the, 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 uh, the theme of the, you know, the original He-Man, you know, and it's about family and it's, you know, you got a whole cast of characters and it's how all these characters are, so they're taking it serious. And, you know, it's going to, and it doesn't have to be a dark, edgy, gritty reboot where, you know, Skeletor wears a black trench coat or some shit like that, you know. Know, you can keep the the campiness of the original series, but you know, keeping it, but keep it serious, or, or 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 you know, take it seriously while still having fun, being an action adventure. So I'm very excited to see. I mean, of course, we're not going to see it for like another year or two because they still haven't they they've written the episodes, or they haven't they haven't animated yet, or or, or it's in the process of being animated but i think they've already they're in the, i'm sorry they're in the middle of this they're in the middle of writing the first season it's going to be called he-man revelation uh speaking of netflix and and cards and it's funny because if you watch they say net it's gonna they say netflix anime but it's not really traditional anime but like i guess any animated series netflix is putting out they're calling it anime but and then but then big mouth isn't i don't know but there it's going to be under the netflix anime banner uh the, this he-man reboot it's called he-man revelation uh speaking of netflix anime so the show that's clearly under the netflix anime uh um, banner ken buster and uh you know through your connections i was able to interview lashawn thomas about a year or two ago 
at Comic-Con. Uh, um, now, he was talking about a show that he was pitching at that time uh, called Children of Ether. But I, I think Cannon Busters was, you know, he had started a, a Kickstarter, if I'm not mistaken, to make the pilot. Mm-hmm. For, for So he had started a Kickstarter. He had originally, what, it was, if I'm not going to say it, it was, a, it was actually a comic book, right? Like, from like 2004? Or, or like, he, he, like, he had put it out as a comic. If I understand correctly, he had put it out as a comic just to kind of get his idea and concept out there. And and the funny, now the one thing I have to say about the show is that it's a black animation. If that's the, you know, and 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 I, I don't mean to say that, and I'm not disparaging it. Racist. No, no, because <laughs> as anime has grown in the United States over the past you know couple decades, there is like this a subgroup of people. Anime has a lot of black fans. You know, I mean, you know, blurs, blurs. You know, and and, and you know, I wish Durrell was here to kind of you know uh, speak up on the community. We have blurs, black nerds, and and let me tell you, the funniest thing. Um, last year at Comic Con, when I went to go, uh, it, it was the it was the press room for um, what the hell's the name of that show? Ted, Ted versus Evil or whatever. And it had the girl from Legend of Korra, and like Janet Janet Varney. So Janet Varney, who was known for Legend of Korra and anime voice, I was when we went to do the press room. Uh, me and Matt got there late. <laughs> unfortunately so we were at like the last table and the funny thing and i'm not, this is not a joke besides matt me and matt everyone else at the table was black and and that's once again i'm not casting any kind of dispersion but the funny thing is everybody at that table wanted to talk to janet varney about being an anime voice actor more than that's what it was called stan versus Eve. uh that was the name of the show and janet varney was on it but once again janet varney is also known as being a voice on legend of korra and everyone at that fucking table wanted to talk to her about her anime and everyone at that table besides me and matt and janet <laughs> was black um and i love that Lashawn thomas now if you watch cannon busters and once again like i've i've mentioned in past episodes i've been getting i've been getting myself more into anime watching the more uh famous ones one punch man uh you know kill the kill uh my hero academia cowboy bebop cannon busters it's not it's not goofing on anime it's it's a loving tribute to anime the funny thing is that you know it's 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 a black writer (laughs) a black creator you know it's and all the characters all the main characters are black even though well, one of the main characters is a robot, but I mean she has black skin. But it's not. It didn't go in the way of the Boondocks. Like it's not. It's not existing on on black stereotypes and black tropes. And like it's not like he runs around listening to hip hop or anything like that. You know, in this fantasy world that he lives in, he's a black character. But it it follows all the tropes of anime. And it's it it you'll it, you know you're more likely to see a samurai than to see you know a guy in hip hop clothes. And and I like that. I dig it. And once again, I'm not, I'm not a blurred. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Portuguese Spanish nerd. <laughs> you know, I'm 55%. I'm, but 5% of me really likes cannabis. <laughs> but I mean, oh I God. mean, I, look, I'm making a joke, but the show is really good. It had a strong, strong start. I do have to say, all right, it's the middle of the, it's the middle of the season. And look, every anime and every show kind of has like a, I don't want to say it's a lull, you know, but they're introducing way too many characters. The, the one thing I, one tiny downfall is they're introducing all these other characters, and then, like, the main characters kind of, oh, who you feel are the main characters. Usually the people introduced in the first episode are the main characters, and they're kind of taking a side, which I think this is probably going to double back, and then once we once we get a taste of the side characters with the main characters, then I'm pretty sure it's going to pay off. But, like, in the middle, it's like, okay, they're introducing too many, way, far too many other new people, and I want to see the original guy. Because it's like a guy, and he's immortal, for the lack of a better term, and then if he dies, his body will regenerate like Wolverine, but then like a number will appear on his body. So where I'm at right now, he has died 24 times. And I don't know if I haven't, you know, spoiler alert or whatever. I haven't, you know, 
I haven't got to the end of the season. I don't know if it happens. I don't see. I don't know if we see 25, 26, 27. But as of right now, where I am in the season, it's 24. He dies. His body regenerates. comes back to life. But then the number 24, like a tattoo, shows up on his body. And what does that mean? How many times can he regenerate? When he runs out of space on his skin, does that mean he dies? Uh, it hasn't been addressed yet. And I don't think it ever will be. But that's a pretty cool gimmick for a character where uh, he can come back to life. And when he does, uh, you know, a, bot- a number regenerates on his body. Uh, there are robots. The cannon busters. Uh, uh, that are artificial intelligence and you know they for all intents and purposes they walk around in humanoid form but they can transform into these fucking ridiculously you know and an anime style overpowered cannons that can shoot the shit out of you know they can blow the fuck out of a house if they wanted to but they, tr- they the robot has to transform into a cannon or a cannon buster um you know then you know there's characters mm. like samurai oh i'm sorry <laughs> There's characters. Tangent are, number five. Well, it's a good. Sh- watch the fuck. If you like anime in any way, shape, or form, check out Cannon Buster. Um. Okay. Uh. D twenty three. More Disney shows announced or Disney Plus shows. Uh. She Hulk. Moon Knight. I have a feeling there was another. I only have She Hulk and Moon Knight. They announced that D twenty three. What I feel, am I missing one? Was there one more? And then okay. No, at, I don't think so. And then at D twenty three, they also announced they showed uh, a new Star Wars Episode Nine trailer, which uh, most of the trailer was sort of a recap of the early stuff. Which is it's funny because you know Ryan Johnson who ruined <laughs> Ryan Johnson who almost ruined the franchise. You know was talking about you know you know kill the let the past die, kill it if you have to. And as soon as J J Abrams gets his hands on the fucking like hey everybody. Remember Chewbacca? Remember Luke? Remember Darth Vader? <laughs> Remember Princess Embr- Leia? Embrace the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, it, the, we don't get here without the past. Um, but I think you know the big, the big, uh, the big thing that got everyone to woo at the end was Ray in a black cloak and a, a weird. People are calling it a switchblade lightsaber, where it's two lightsabers side by side and then gif was created for it <laughs> yeah and then she kind of flips it over and it clicks into like a like a darth maul style staff yeah which totally fits the series because every time we've seen ray fight i mean of course you know luke uh you know luke was trying to train her with the lightsaber but um she had a staff in the first movie she had a staff and she fights with a staff so it would you would think it would be more conducive to her fighting with a dual-sided lightsaber because she's she's her main way of fighting was with the staff. A- another thing that I think should be pointed out is that the double lightsaber is the crackly red lightsaber, or two of two crackly red lightsabers, similar more to Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren had that the crackly red lightsaber. It wasn't a smooth, and it was a. So she has this weird. Now there's a lot of speculation on whether this is a this is a, a fantasy. You know, like in the movie, like in, in the last movie, you know, she went into the cave and you know, the, and, and like in from the original trilogy, where like you know Luke Skywalker walks to the cave and fights Darth Vader, but it's and when he cuts off Darth Vader's head and Luke's head, it's Luke's head under Darth Vader's mask, Luke's face. Um, people are saying maybe it's sort of like this weird force projection, like not force. You know, it, it, it's a it's a hallucination. Uh, there are people saying that. Maybe, you know, what's in all this ridiculous speculation? Maybe Ray is a clone. Like in the last movie, when there's that whole mirror scene where Ray snaps her hand. So maybe it's a clone of Ray who has equal powers that she has, but is evil. It's an evil clone. So we don't know if it's, did Ray fall to the dark side? Is it a hallucination? Is it a clone of Ray? Because we, we, we've dealt in this universe with clones. We had a whole movie called Attack of the Clones. Um, you know, there's, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren fighting on the, on broken pieces of the Death Star. There's a part where they're fighting over the water and the waters, but if you, they, they I didn't, I didn't catch it until someone pointed it out in the video. If you look to the far left of the screen, it's one of the turrets. If you remember from the the original Star Wars, when they do the trench run, the turrets that are trying to shoot the X-Wings down. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a scene in the trailer 
we see the old school Star Destroyers, not the not, because the newer Star Destroyers they look like Star Destroyers, but not not the First Order Star Destroyers, the original Empire Star Destroyers, fucking like a hundred of them in the sky in formation, which. And once again, I mean, it was total speculation. I think that's a flashback. I think I think we're gonna see like you know you know oh my god. So I think Paul just farted. But, <laughs> but uh, so I'm I'm and once again I mean oh, who knows or maybe you know maybe the Empire shows up. I mean I know you keep I always tell you Paul if you say the fucking word remnants one more time I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face. But maybe this will be some sort of version of the remnants where you know just because the Emperor died doesn't mean these ships you know. Thousands and thousands of ships out in the middle holding down the Empire, holding, keeping planets in check. They didn't instantly die or blow up because the Empire died. You know, they're sort of floating around, you know, uh, without any kind of real leadership. So maybe, you know, you know, and, and even though the First Order did rise, you know, where the fuck did all those Star Destroyers go? They didn't all get fucking blown up or anything like that. You know, the, the, the rebels might have won, but there's still ships out there. So, you know, maybe these are the last, you know, holdouts from the original Empire that that we know from the original trilogy. Um, or is it a flashback? Um, you know, we get to see Lando Calrissian. Oh, uh, so that's cool. We got to see the trailer for The Mandalorian, which looked fucking good. And you get to see, um, well, not IG-88, but a, a, a robot just like IG-88. You, know what, IG-88. you know what I get to hear this whole podcast? Tangents. Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so much stuff I want, you know. All right, and so you know, I'm super excited for episode nine. Um, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make it for the record. If you keep if you keep going with this podcast, I'm gonna eat this microphone. <laughs> okay, that's how hungry I am right now. Okay, I'm sorry. And then okay, this is this is my last this is my last nerdy news because other stuff I have here is not really super nerd. Um, they've I don't, I don't I don't know if it's officially been announced, but uh, they're going there's going to be a Matrix four, and and Keanu Reeves is signed on, Carrie Ann Moss is signed on, um, and one of the Wachowski you can't say the Wachowski brothers anymore, the Wachowski sisters, uh, but one of the Wachowskis has signed on. But I think a lot of people are failing to recognize that uh, the guy who directed John Wick three, which was fucking fantastic. Well, I didn't even get to get to talk about 4DX, but I'll save that for another day. Um, the guy who directed John Wick was Keanu Reeves' stunt coordinator in one or all of the Matrix movies. So I think seeing how badass Keanu Reeves was in the John Wick movies, I think they said, look, this guy's got all this fucking training with guns and kung fu. Why are we not making a fucking Matrix movie? So I think, like, it's funny that, you know, the guy who the guy who once worked with him as a stunt coordinator helped make a really good badass Keanu Reeves. John Wick, I, I haven't seen one and two. I know people love one and two. I haven't seen it, but I part three was fucking awesome. So I think, you know, they're smart. They're like, look, we got fucking Keanu Reeves is still in incredible shape. They just finished rec- they just finished filming Bill and Ted Part Three, which will coming out be coming out next year. And they're like, fuck, what are we what are we sitting on our hands for? We got this guy who does awesome kung fu, knows how to shoot a bunch of guns. Let's make another fucking Matrix movie. Even though technically Neo and Trinity died at the end of Part Three, um, you know they'll find a way to make it work. I mean, you know the Wachowskis or the Wachowski. Uh, can figure out some reason to bring him back. You know, it wasn't him, or it was a copy of him, or he re-uploaded his brain to another body, or it's his brain, but it's you know, I don't know, whatever. So, um, okay, <laughs> let's wrap this up. That's what that's she what she said. She said. <laughs> Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast. Oh, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Paul? Before we? Before oh no, 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 we're good. You, I'm dying to get the fuck out of here. I'm uh, dying okay. to get some food. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, please visit Two Strangers One Podcast We can find all things show related. You can find uh links to our itunes page if you have an iphone ipad or ipod you can download us there on itunes if you don't have an iphone ipad or ipod you can download us on the stitcher app that's s-t-i-t-c-h-e-r the stitcher app for android devices uh and do with i what i do is 
I go on Listen Later and available off, off, offline, so I can download all my episodes while I'm in a Wi-Fi spot, so I don't have to kill my battery or my data and listen to them as I'm out and about. And when I'm driving to New York City, I can listen to all my podcasts while, uh, you know, driving, so I don't fall asleep and crash into a fucking tree. Um, if you don't want to go to use Stitcher or iTunes, you could also go to our hosting site, um, uh, SoundCloud, and I make all the all the episodes available there. So you could use the SoundCloud app or visit us at SoundCloud.com. Search for Two Strangers Podcast. And as on Stitcher, any podcast worth listening to, including Paul's other baby, the Tanami Faithful Podcast, uh, is covered on the Stitcher app. And you guys are going to be celebrating episode 300 soon this episode when it does come out will be episode 296 but then again like you know uh we sort of we dropped our frequency but uh so we're close uh but you know there were 296 we'll be having 300 hopefully <laughs> before the year's up uh you know, with, with Comic-Con coming up in about a month. Uh, so uh, you can find us. Those are all the places you can download the podcast. Uh, we want your money. We need your money. Uh, but if you can't give us a dime, it takes two seconds to like and share us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash Two Strangers with Podcast. Share us there. Um, for the episodes that you can't get on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher, uh, you can go on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com, search for... Uh, two strangers, with, two strangers with podcast. Find all, you know, we've been doing this show for seven fucking years, uh, seven and a half years, pretty, pretty much. And you could download all the episodes, uh, that aren't available on SoundCloud or Stitcher or I- iTunes. You can listen to them there. Uh, you can find my stranger vlogs. You can find links to the, on the same page, you can find links to my audiobook, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. I, I've uploaded two music albums on there where i make electronic music under the name xlnyc um and of course and i just checked the email if you want to write us and you want to contribute to the show or if you have anything to add or you want to complain you want to call me a piece of shit like uh like oscar used to uh you can do so uh by writing to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com that's two strangers one podcast at gmail.com uh we're on twitter at stranger podcast um I think that's everything. I acquiesce the floor to you, sir. I hear all those cars leaving your house. <laughs> um, let's see. So you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me like Oscar knows how to email me, paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. And you can, well, I mean, that's pretty much it, honestly. <laughs> but I, got, I have some projects coming up, so I'll talk about those when they're closer. Okay. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fappy. Church of Eternally fappy. Was that a fart? It was. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I was hungry. All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris it's- Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C O L O N. Him, punny. But. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist. I feel you, Eric. Lynette. And I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively. Sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia. 
play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. <laughs> Christopher Colon smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like. Hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. This is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Welcome, motherfucker, up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. L-U-L-U.com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I all. know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.